Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the privilege we have to be in your presence. Thank you that there's no one like you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your word that is able to change our life and give us inheritance with those who are called to be the heads of salvation. We give you all the glory. Holy Spirit of God, have your way and let your will be done in Jesus' name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. And please be seated. Hallelujah. Fantastic. So, uh, this will be a snack service. Amen. Very short uh, preaching and we'll be out of here. I'm, I'm sure that you're already blessed. Yeah, from the uh, uh, clip we watch is ministered to you from the ministration, the song and all that. You are blessed already. Amen. But I want to begin a series as we're watching our father. I, I want you to listen carefully because we have very short time and we'll be out of here. But if there is anything you want from God and you need, it's what I'm coming to talk about. It will make the difference in your life. Uh, it will be the reason why you do well or not do well. Are you there? It will be the reason why you will be in heaven or not. It will be the reason even when you die depends on what I'm about to talk about. Hallelujah. Yeah, but I, I don't know whether we have all the time, so I will try and start somehow. Amen. And for some time, I'm going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to be talking about what? The Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit, many Christians have not even known him. Many Christians have not understood and they don't understand who he is and is the reason for the lack of his involvement in our lives is the reason why he doesn't show up because to be with somebody who does not acknowledge you do, do, do you understand are you just think about it that you are with somebody even sometimes you are with somebody and the person Behave like you are not around. Hello? How will you feel? Hello? How will you feel if you are with somebody that the person doesn't, I mean, recognize or behaves like you are not around? How will you feel? You feel despised. Will you want to continue with a person? Yeah. You want to leave. Okay. So that's the reason why the Holy Spirit has left so many. Because if you don't acknowledge him and you don't want his presence, he's not going to, hallelujah, force himself on you. But if there is any person you need to know that will make a difference in your life here now and hereafter is the person of the Holy Spirit. Now God walked, you see, Now you are becoming more like a Bible student. I'm teaching, so I need to be careful uh, with some of the things I say. Now when I say God, <laughs> when I say God, we know God the Father, Elohim, Jehovah. He walked with our forefathers in the Old Testament. Is that not it? Yeah. And he introduced himself as Jehovah. Then in different 
conditions, he will say that I am Jehovah Rophe, I am Jehovah Shama, I am uh, uh, Mikidesh Kenu, I am alone. Different, different. So Jehovah Sabbath. Do you understand? That was the Old Testament. And God came as the Son, Jesus. The Word is Jesus. And when Jesus was living, he promised us, he said, it is expedient that I live. Because if I don't leave you, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit will not come. He, he, Jesus is the one who said this. He said, if I don't leave, you are not going to have the God, the Holy Spirit. But at the point, he said, I will pray the Father. In John chapter 14, verse number 16, he said, I will pray the Father and he will give you, he will send you another comforter. So when Jesus was here, he was a comforter. The apostles were sorted because Jesus was around. If they needed to eat bread, he knows how to do. If he, they needed anything, even to pay tax, he would sort them out. The presence of Jesus with them, okay, did not allow them to see their uh, uh, problems and the grievance of the issues that they were dealing with. Because Jesus was able to handle all the things that was affecting them. Are you there? And Jesus could be at one place at a time. Are you there? But when he was going, he told them that, you know what, it is, a speed, it is far better for you that I go. So that the Holy Spirit, who can be in different places at the same time, will come and be with you. Hallelujah. Are you here? And somehow in the new dispensation, after the uh, ascension of Jesus, after the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came, okay, gave us utterance. We spoke in tongues and different things. And is the God of the harvest, is the one in charge of this dispensation. But somehow, many of us have not known him. Many of us have not related with him. So there is a, a short circuit in our Christian life. A certain power that ought to be in our life is not there. A certain influence of the Holy Spirit has not been there. We run out and we come in without even taking notice of the fact that we have somebody with us that we need to acknowledge and we need to even seek his input and help hallelujah are you here so uh in first john chapter 5 verse number 7 in first john chapter 5 verse number 7 the bible says there are three that bear record in heaven the father the word and the holy ghost and these three are one hallelujah can we, this scripture should be your scripture. Can we say it together? One, go. For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the, and these three are one. Hallelujah. Why is it that there's only three people that bear record in heaven? Meanwhile, we hear that there are angels in heaven. There are archangels. Hmm? The elders, the 24 elders, the watchers. So what are we talking about three that bear record in heaven? These are the three that are not created or were not created. So this is God. God was not created. That is why Jesus allowed himself to be worshipped. Do you remember when he came and people were talking about why are these people worshipping you and you are not stopping them. Say, if they uh, hold their peace, I will let stones cry out and begin to worship. Hallelujah. And remember that Jesus himself rebuked Satan when Satan said, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you the kingdom and all the glory for it is delivered unto me. Do you remember when he fasted and prayed? This is what Satan told him. 
And what, what did Jesus say? He said, it is written, thou shalt serve the Lord thy God and him only. And him only. Thou shalt serve. You shall not worship any other God. Hallelujah. So for Jesus to allow himself to be worshipped, what does it mean? What does it mean? Thank you. It means he is God. That is why we worship the Holy Spirit. Hey, Pastor, what are you saying? Yes. The Holy Spirit must be worshipped because he is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. These three are not created. These three are one, the three in one, the, 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 the Trinity. Hallelujah. Are you here? It's so important. It's so important. The first time you had an encounter with the Holy Spirit is when you got born again. He is the one responsible for creating the power behind creation. Are you there? The Bible says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by who is him? The word. Hmm? And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. What am I saying? Bible says that all things were made by the word. That's why when you go to Genesis chapter 1, Bible says, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. And the earth was void, without form. And darkness was upon the face of it. And God spoke. When you speak, what comes out? God spoke. So God spoke the word. And the spirit moved. Hallelujah. So the word of God also created with the spirit. The word of God created with the spirit. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, and God spoke. And the spirit moved. So he spoke the word. The word in action and the spirit moves. Hallelujah. So when you don't have the Holy Spirit, you lack the creative power of God. It's not like you are not a Christian. You lack a certain power. And Jesus said and told the apostles when he was living, he said in Acts chapter 1 verse number 8, Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. He said, But ye shall receive what? Power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem, in, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the world. Bible says you shall receive what? Power. So, a Christian who has not received the Holy Spirit does not have the power of God. The power will only come when you receive the Holy Spirit. He is the power behind creation. He is the power of God. Hallelujah. Are you there? Yeah. That is why the Bible says that if the power of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the power of God is the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what Jesus, the Bible records in Luke chapter 3. When you read 21, Bible says, it came to pass that uh, when the people were baptized, Jesus also being baptized and praying, the Holy Ghost came upon him in a bodily form, like a dove. Hallelujah. And not only that, we jump to uh, chapter 4, and the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit, he was full of the Spirit. And the Spirit led him to go and pray in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. And he returned, verse number 14 of Luke chapter 4. Bible says he returned in the power of the Spirit. So the power is of the Spirit. Hallelujah. That is why you did not see Jesus doing anything until the Holy Ghost came. He did not have the power to raise the dead. He did not have the power to do ministry. He did not, have, he did not even try doing ministry 
until he went for the baptism and was full. After the baptism, he was full of the Holy Ghost. And he went and prayed, being full of the Holy Ghost, went and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights and returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. And Bible says, after that, his fame went abroad. That is when he began his ministry. From there, he went to preach somewhere. And when they gave him the Bible to read, the scroll to read, the scripture in Isaiah 61 was fulfilled. It said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord is what? Is upon me. So Jesus even never started anything without the Holy Spirit. He waited for 30 years for the Holy Spirit to come upon him before he started doing anything. So how much more me and you? Can I tell you something? Many people think that Jesus because he was God, he did not need the Holy Spirit. No. At a certain point, he was an ordinary man until the Holy Spirit came. That's why you don't hear of Jesus working miracle, preaching, teaching anywhere. He waited until the Holy Spirit came upon him. So you without the Holy Spirit, what can you do? What can you cannot do much? You cannot do much. Are you there? So you need to understand that there is the third person in the Godhead who is called the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he is responsible and in charge of this dispensation. And the earlier you get to know him, the better it will be for you and your life and your work with him. How can you even be a good Christian without the Holy Spirit? It's not possible. Your Christian work, you will every day be confessing your sins and making mistakes without the Holy Spirit. How can you keep yourself without the Holy Spirit? It's not possible. You cannot do what God will have you to do without the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit with you will change everything about your life. The impossible is only possible with God. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said that with men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. When the Holy Spirit comes to be with you, all things will be possible. I said when the Holy Spirit comes to be with you, all things will be possible. What has been impossible will be possible. What you have given up, life will come back to it. Anything that has not worked will begin to work. I, I counsel you to begin to read and to take notice of the Holy Spirit and to acknowledge his presence with you. Hallelujah. Are you here? Very, very important. So I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit in maybe four different ways. In four different ways. So today I'm just doing the introduction. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the The Holy Spirit is God. Then uh, we will talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then we'll talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then we'll talk about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So I don't know which one we can take today. But for the sake of time, for the sake of time, I think that we can talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Yeah, the baptism. For, for your information, when you get born again, it means you have encountered the Holy Spirit. The born again experience, the one responsible for recreating. The power behind creation is the Holy Spirit. So your spirit, that is recreated. If any man be in Christ, okay, you came to Christ. He is a new creature. All the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, who is the one who creates this new creature? It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, whether you know it or not, that is what happened when you got born again. Hallelujah. So, it is very important for you to understand if you are a Christian and even if you don't speak in tongues, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. Now, 
Many people say that, no, me, I don't want to speak in that language. Mama, mama, ba, 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 ba. Hey, you are missing out big time. You are missing out. It's like the guys who say that they, they, they don't eat pork. You are missing out. You are missing out. You are missing out. <laughs> you are missing out. Just like somebody doesn't know the taste of chicken. I mean, you see, there are things that God has created for all of us to eat. Then you say you don't want to eat it. You are the one missing out. There's nothing wrong with those of us who eat it. Hallelujah. So those of us who have not known the Holy Spirit and who have not been very sensitive and conscious of his presence, we are missing out of the power of the Spirit. We are missing out of the input of the Spirit. We are missing out of the fellowship of the Spirit. We are missing out what the Holy Spirit can do for us. Hallelujah. I will show you quickly as we are beginning to talk about the Holy Spirit, who he is and what he's supposed to do. So we talk about the baptism and we'll be out of here. Amen. So let's take this scripture in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, the last verse. I'm trying. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 14. This is the last verse in 2 Corinthians. And this is the grace that we share. Anytime we are closing, you remember we say, let's share the grace. Okay. Can we read it together? One, go. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love and the communion of the Holy Spirit be the all. Amen. Okay, so he's showing you the things that God... Hmm? Now, you're a Bible student, so when we say God, you know that there are more than one person in the Godhead. That is what we call Trinity. The evidence that there is more than one person in the Godhead, okay, is what we call Trinity. But we've been able to know uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So far, that's what we know. Do you understand? So there's evidence. And we see it in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, when God said, let us create man in our own image. If you've been to school up to grade 3, you should understand that when somebody says, let us, then it's more than, hello, is that okay? You've passed grade 3? Yeah, let us. So when God was talking in Genesis, he said, let us make man. In our image. Hallelujah. And when they created man and man first said, look, man has become like one of us. Do, do you understand? Let us so a man is in the image of God and is in the likeness of God. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And you have dominion and all that. Hallelujah. Are you here? Okay. So it is very important for us as individuals to know, to know that there is more than one person in the Godhead. And the third person in the Godhead is what we call the God, the Holy Spirit, who is responsible and in charge. Hallelujah. Why am I going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's the most uh, assuring. Okay, evidence, the most notable evidence that everybody can see when you have the Holy Spirit with you. Do you understand? You can have the Holy Spirit and nobody will know. There are so many signs and uh, tokens or symptoms that shows that you have the Holy Spirit. But I'm talking about a baptism of the Holy Spirit because that one, when it comes over you, even people who don't know you will know that you have the Holy Spirit. Do you know that, I mean, I heard of somebody who got pregnant, went to work until the day she delivered. And all the people in the office did not know that she was pregnant. The tummy was flat as ever. You see, but in a normal, when you see, when we talk about a pregnant woman, what will you imagine? you will certainly imagine 
somebody with a, a big tummy walking tired and spitting. Is, is that not it? Walking sluggishly, not able to. Yeah, that's. And when we say, oh, that, that pregnant woman, you suddenly want to see a big tummy. But this was a person who had been pregnant until the day she delivered. She, she went to work. Nothing showed. So I'm saying this to show you that somebody can get pregnant and will not have a big tummy. The same way as somebody has the Holy Spirit and there will be nothing to show. But there are things that when we see it, we are sure that you have the Holy Spirit. How many understand? Yeah. As you are sitting there with your uh, flat tummy, unless you show us the test, we will know that you are pregnant. But when we see the big belly and the symptoms, that one you don't need to tell us. So the reason why for a short time I want to mention the Holy Ghost baptism is the most assuring evidence. Do you understand? Notable evidence that everybody can see if you have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you okay? Okay, fantastic. So turn your Bibles with me, if you will. Hey, I'm already hot. I have just about 10 minutes for us to go. You, you will say that it's our church. Acts chapter 2. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. Can we read? The whole Acts chapter 2 is very nice. The whole Acts chapter 2 is very nice. So let's read Acts chapter 2. Is it in your Bible? Okay. What does your Bible says in Acts chapter 2? I think we can read it very fast. Okay. Verse 1, Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing, clothing tongues like as of fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Can you see? They were all filled with what? And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. This is what we call the Holy Ghost baptism. Bible said they were all there with one accord and suddenly a mighty rushing wind came. Okay? And the Holy Spirit filled the place. And when they, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak with other tongues. Hello? So when you are full of the Holy Spirit, what happens is that the Spirit gives you a trance. One, that's the, one, one of the visible evidence that everybody can notice. Amen. That you are speaking in a language that you have not been taught. You have not learned. Nobody, I mean, taught you that language. But you feel an edge, something. You don't even understand what is happening. But it's the Holy Spirit. And listen to what the Bible says. That it's not you thinking about constructing sentences in past or in present tense. It said the Holy Ghost gave them what? Utterance. So you allow the Spirit to give you utterance. It's not a radio in your belly. That... If you decide to speak in your uh, Zulu or in English, the Holy Spirit will not stop you. Will not stop. He, he needs your tongue. He will give you the utterance. So when the Holy Spirit comes over you, you will feel, you feel something bubbling. You know, your, your spirit, your heart, spiritual heart is not here. This is the biological heart where the blood is pumped. Your spiritual heart is here. That's why Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow the rivers of living waters. Your belly is your spirit. In Proverbs uh, 20, 27, Proverbs chapter 20, verse number 27, the Bible says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. 
searching all the inward parts of the belly, of the heart. Hallelujah. Like we read in uh, Romans chapter 8, verse number 26 and 27, that the Spirit searched the deep things of God. He searched the heart. He searched the heart. But in the uh, Old Testament, he said, your spirit is the candle, is the light of God. That God uses to search the inward part of your heart. But he said, the belly. Hallelujah. That is what the Bible says that we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. He that searcheth the heart or searcheth the belly, the spirit. Okay? So God takes hold of your spirit to search inward part of your belly or your heart. So it's the Holy Spirit coming over your spirit that causes you to speak. That's why suddenly you feel that something is happening that you are not in control of. Your mind is working because your mind is not your spirit. Your body is stiff. You can see that this is my body. That's when you begin to see the three dimensions of a man. That you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in body. If you've not spoken in tongues, you wouldn't know these three dimensions. Because when you are speaking in tongues, mando, rea, ko, sante, le, matosa, kabando, rokata. I'm also thinking about Alicia. What is Alicia thinking? What is Alicia going to do? What is, do you understand? So my mind, which is the house of the soul, is still thinking. And my spirit is speaking in tongues. Mando rinda. And my flesh, which is my body, is walking. Mahata ronde liba. So I'm using all my faculties. My spirit is speaking in tongues. My soul is thinking. And my body is moving. That shows that I am like God. As God is the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. I am also a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in this body. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you don't speak in tongues, you have not deployed your spirit. That's why you can speak in tongues and read. That's why you can speak in tongues and write. That's why you can speak in tongues and think. You can speak in tongues and still respond to tests. You can speak in tongues and listen to a message. Because your spirit is different from your mind. That is why a Christian who does not pray has decided not to pray. Because your spirit can be praying. And your mind can be doing something else. And your body. Sometimes I'm driving. My eye is on the road. My physical body is I'm, I'm holding the wheels, the steer. The accelerator is being uh, touched. And my mind is thinking on the road. The car is, my, my mind is guiding me. And I'm speaking in tongues. Mandoka, Ronde, Lima, Huta, Libo, Hata, Riande. And you are moving because your spirit is speaking, your mind is thinking, and your body is uh, doing something. Hallelujah. Begin to understand who you are. When the Holy Spirit comes over you, he empowers your spirit to begin. If not, you will be like the rich man who went to hell. He never made use of his spirit until he died. He had a spiritual eye he never used. Begin to have some visions. He had a spiritual ear he never used. He had a spiritual hand he never used. But when he died, Bible says, in hell, he lifted up his eyes. His spiritual eyes was being used for the first time when he died. He, in hell, he lifted up his eye and he saw Father Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he said, Father Abraham, look, I am being tormented in these flames. Saint Lazarus, the, 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 the soul was working. He could remember Abraham. He could see Lazarus. He could, people think that when you go to hell, you will be a, an heir or something. Don't, don't, don't make a joke. Don't make it. We will see you burning in hell if you don't go to heaven. That's why I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's why I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Because he is the one who is responsible of, for your life. That's why you need to obey him. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, 
it is, it is difficult. In Jude 24, Jude 24, quickly. You know, the psalmist said, Oh, my enemy, laugh not at me. The, the righteous shall fall seven times, but he, he shall rise again. Is that not what the psalmist said? But in the New Testament, this is also there, that it is possible that you will never fall. He said, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. You can fall seven times and rise up. But there's somebody who can also keep you from falling. I don't know which one you want. I want the one who is able to keep me from falling. Hallelujah. Not only that. And to present you. What? Faultless. Before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. When you obey the Holy Spirit, it says that he is, he is the one who accounts. When we appear in heaven and you did not obey the Holy Spirit, he will say that as he was on earth, everything I told him, he did not do it. He will have to. But when you obey him, he will prevent you from falling. And not only that, but on the day of judgment, he will come and give account. He will present you faultless, blameless, without any, any wrinkle, with joy, because you obeyed him. That is why Jesus said it is expedient. The Holy Spirit, like I started by saying, he is responsible for who you will be in the next life, whether you will sit on a throne or you will be rejected. It's based on what he's telling you. Do this. Pray. Do this and say, oh, uh, leave me. We wouldn't know what the Holy Spirit has said to you because he's in you and it comes upon you and sometimes he's with you. Hallelujah. Are you here? So let us now go to the most assuring evidence that you have the Holy Spirit. When we read about it in Acts chapter 2, said then, okay, when the Spirit came over them, what happened? They began to speak with thanks. May you begin to speak with thanks. I say, may you begin to speak with thanks. Look at verse number 38 and 39. The same Acts chapter 2. Quickly, as we close. I'm trying. After Peter preached, you remember? We are still in Acts chapter 2. After the Holy Ghost came upon them, the Bible said, the noise went abroad and they began to speak in tongues and people heard it and all that. Then Peter, people said that these people are drunk. It's too early in the morning. Then Peter stood up. He took a stand and said, men and brethren, we are not uh, drunk as you suppose. You know that it is early in the morning. We cannot be drunk. Then he said, this is what the prophet Joel said, that God is going to pour his spirit in the last days upon all flesh. The old men would dream dreams. They made in the hand. Said, oh, everybody, this is the fulfillment of the scripture in Joel chapter 2. Hallelujah. And Bible said, when they heard it, they, their heart smote them. And they asked, men and brethren, verse number uh, 37. Look at the 37. They asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? Hmm? Now, when they heard this, they were freaked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? When you hear preaching, that causes you need to find a pastor. What should I do? What should I do? What did Peter say? 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent. Tell somebody repent. Change. Repent means change. 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 Preaching is for your changing. So don't come to church and stand in Akimbo. It's like I am not ready to be changed. Uh, uh, you are preaching, but I don't want to be affected by the preaching. What are you doing? The preaching must change you. Amen. Why am I preaching about the baptism? Because everybody here will speak in tongues right now before we leave. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. Are you there? And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 39. For the promise, the promise of speaking in tongues that Jesus said, 
that I will pray the Father, and he will give unto you the Holy Spirit which shall abide with you forever. John 14, 16. Say, for the promise is unto you. The people who were hearing it. Say, this promise is unto you and unto your children and to all that are afar off. That is why we are far from Jerusalem, uh, Israel. By afar off, we are speaking in tongues. Unto all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord, our God shall call. What does 40 say? And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourself from this untoward generation. Hallelujah. So you see that the moment the Holy Spirit came upon them, the visible sign, I, I will tell you, we'll go into that when we are doing the gifts of the Spirit. You begin to see that some of you have the Holy Spirit but you did not know. You begin to see what are the things that shows that you have the Holy Spirit. But this one is the most assuring, visible, noticeable uh, evidence that you have the Spirit. The Bible says the Spirit came upon them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of them were shaking and they began. Suddenly, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them what? A trance. Hallelujah. Is that the only place we also see in the house of Cornelius? Cornelius, how many remember Cornelius? The man that Bible said he was a devout man. He gives alms. Uh, Acts chapter 10. Can we read the verse number 44? We can start from... Okay. Good. Let's start from the verse number 38. Quickly. Okay. God has anointed. Okay. So Peter was preaching. Okay. Peter was preaching. God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Can you see that even Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power? Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So he was showing you why people can heal, how people can do good when God is with the person. Verse number 40. Him God raised up the third day and showed himself openly. Continue, 41. Okay. Not to all the people. Okay, he showed himself not all, but unto the witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. So Peter is saying that, look, when he rose from the dead, Jesus, we ate with him. We ate with him. 43. Continue. Forty-three. Okay. To him, give all the prophet witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Forty-four. While Peter what yet speak this word, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that had the word. And what happened? And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentile also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. Can you see that also Peter was preaching like I'm preaching. When the Holy Ghost fell, suddenly people began... Then sometimes the, the, the Holy Spirit, the tongue, is not, is not wet. Sometimes, mm, that's why sometimes it comes over people, they don't even understand. You are speaking in tongue. In the Spirit, you are praying. Yeah. You see, because you, the language you, you know, everything you need to speak. Sometimes even the language, mm, it's a language. Is in the spirit you are praying. Hallelujah. So we saw over here also that the, uh, what do you call it? The Holy Spirit came over the people and the first most assuring sign that they uh, had is that they began to speak with other tongues. Hallelujah. The last one for today is Acts chapter 19. 
quickly. There's so many, but we can't. Act chapter 19. Can we start from verse number 1? Bible says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the what, upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he found some Christians. Two, he said unto them, Paul said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? In other words, when you believe, the most assuring thing, the next important thing that must happen is you should receive the Holy Ghost. So you cannot say you believe in Jesus Christ and you don't know about the Holy Spirit, which some people did not know. So Paul asks them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? What was the answer? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Just like today, some people are in churches that they don't talk about the Holy Spirit. Just like people who don't speak in tongues. Are you there? Then what happened? Paul said, and he said, on, on, uh, he said unto them, Unto what? Then were ye baptized. And they said unto, they said unto John's baptism. Verse number four. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. That's water baptism. Saying unto the people that they should believe on him. We should come after him. That is on what? On Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And what happened? And when Paul had what? Laid hands upon them. The Holy Ghost came on them. And let's read the verse number six together. One, go. And when the... And they speak with tongues and prophesy. Hallelujah. Can you see the other? You can't prophesy before speaking in tongues. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. So those of us who have been speaking in tongues for a long time, this morning you are going to prophesy. And those who have not spoken in tongues, you are going to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. And when they heard this, Paul laid hands on them. Paul laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Who is the baptizer? Who baptizes? Who is the one who baptizes? Anytime you see somebody speaking in tongues or somebody is led to speak in tongues, it means Jesus had passed by. The baptizer is Jesus. Luke chapter 3, verse number 16. Look at what uh, the Bible says. Are you there? Luke 3, 16. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with what? Water. But one mightier than I cometh, the lashes of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Are you there? Receive the Holy Ghost baptism. Who is supposed to speak? In tongues, or who is this baptism for? It is for only Christians. We saw it in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. The people said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? It says, Repent, change. So if you have no change, one of the reasons why people don't receive the Holy Spirit is if you have no change, you are not born again. But when you are born again, you don't even have to struggle. Hallelujah. Ask the person sitting, but do you speak in tongues? Are you baptized? Are you baptized? Ask the person, are you baptized? Do you speak in tongues? What is the answer? Okay. Okay. And the last thing I want you to know is that the promise of the Holy Spirit is for every believer. It's for every believer. You see it in Acts chapter 1, verse number 5, and verse number 8. The only reason why you may never speak in tongues is if you are not a believer. 
if you've not received Jesus Christ as your personal savior, then because uh, in Romans, Bible says, Romans chapter 8, verse number 9, Bible talks about the fact that if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you are none of his. You don't belong to God if you don't have the spirit of Christ. So when you get born again, then you are qualified to receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So this morning, I don't know. Some of us, we receive the Holy Ghost baptism. You started speaking, ma, 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 ba, 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 and you have no use for a long time. Maybe it's gone. One pastor told me, Pastor, what should I do? Some of my members, after the, uh, during the Christmas, they went home. Some have come back as San Gomez. <laughs> a member. Not that he's become a member. He said he, the member went home and is returned as a San Gomez. I said you should have ensured that the person was speaking in tongues. Hey! After December, all sort of things happened. Some of you, your tongues went away during December. Your prayer life is not existing. Hallelujah. But tonight, oh, is it night already? This afternoon. <laughs> this afternoon, you are receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Receive it again. Receive it again. Do you believe in Jesus? Is he your savior? Yeah. And the scripture that we read, you notice that it said, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm? So Jesus Christ bring you grace. That is why the Bible says that we have received grace for grace, a measure of his grace. So your abilities is according to what Jesus had. Nobody has abilities over and above that of Jesus. Do you understand? The grace, the grace is an ability, the strength of God that comes. That's why the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we receive grace, ability to do things from Jesus. He, he has the grace. So whatever you are operating, whether you are an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, the grace that you are given is according to the measure of Jesus. And the next one, and, oh, oh, and the love of God. God the Father, he has love. For God so loved the world that he gave. So God is the one who loved us and created you and did not make you a tree or a dog. He, the love of God is what, do you understand? God's love. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, what is the Holy Spirit supposed to do? And the communion. The word communion is the word kononia. The word kononia. And that is what we break it down. Because when we say, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, many people don't understand. What is communion? Kononia means contribution. Fellowship, participation, intimacy, partnership, uh huh. Distribution is it in your Bible? Can you read it? Okay, it's um, kononia translated as communion, um, communicate, communicate, con fellowship, contribution, distribution. Yeah. So that is what we see in is it is in her Bible. So the Holy Spirit is supposed to commune with you. You are supposed to fellowship with him. He is supposed to contribute to every decision. He is supposed to be your senior partner to participate. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, hello, it means you and the Holy Spirit is God. Can you believe that God is contributing to your decision? God, you are fellowshipping with God. God is participating in whatever you are doing. Yeah, kononia is translated from the Greek word, okay, which refers to the concepts such as fellowship, joint participation. From today, the Holy Spirit will participate. You will turn and tell the Holy Spirit, please, will you help me? You will never be alone again. When you know who is with you, you just turn and say, Holy Spirit, what do I do in this situation? Suddenly, he will give you the idea. Are you in danger? Just turn and ask, Holy Spirit, I, I, I think I'm in danger. What should I do? He will give, I'm telling you. The power of the Holy Spirit shall be with you. 
joint participation, the share, uh -huh, the share which one has in anything, anything you are doing, anything, he has a share in your, your dressing. He will speak about your dressing. He will speak about your language. Yeah. When you see some people, the way they, they dress, you notice that the Holy Spirit is not there. Because what did the Holy Spirit say? If your mother was complaining, the Holy Spirit said more than your mother. <laughs> A gift jointly what? Contributed. He's supposed to contribute. A collection and a contribution. Partnership. The other one say intercourse. Intercourse. Participation. Intimacy. Then what again? Yeah. So this afternoon, the Holy Spirit is about to do something. You see, all of us, most of us, we have it, but you have not involved him in whatever. But I'm saying that as you receive the Holy Ghost baptism, you will be assured that, hey, I have the Holy Spirit. Let me depend on him. Let him ask him things. He will show you things to come. Hallelujah. Are you here? In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word this afternoon. May everyone under the sound of my voice receive the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and prophesying. Let it, oh God, be a clear sign to them, that they have your presence. Let them know, let everyone here know that your presence shall abide with us forever, that we would be able to depend on you, that we will fellowship with you, that we will wait patiently for your contribution, that your partnership, hey, and whatever you have to say, the intimacy, the fellowship, your contribution, your participation in our affairs, in our decisions, in our dressing, in our language, whatever we are doing, Lord, may we refer to you and may you partake and may you instruct and contribute even to the way we look, the way we act and the way we speak. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, all eyes closed. Wherever you are, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Quickly, as we close. Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If this is what you are saying, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you want to be born again, sit down wherever you are and lift only your right hand. Only your right hand. Lift it high above your head and I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. God bless you. Keep it lifted. All eyes closed. Only those who are giving their life. Lift your hand high up. Yes, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I see your hand lifted, God bless you. Father, behold every hand that is lifted. I pray with your sons and daughters. May your grace that brings salvation appear to us. And Lord, fill us with your spirit in the name of Jesus. Now with your hands lifted, I want you to move and come to me. Come, come, everybody stand. Come, everyone, come. Yes, you lifted your hand, my brother, come. You lifted your hand, come. My sister there, move and come. Yes, come. Yeah, my sister in front there, God bless you, come. God bless you. From the, yes, come. You lift your hand, yes, come here. God bless you. I'm waiting for you, my sister, my brother, come. Quickly, quickly from the back. You lifted your hand, come. If you lifted your hand, you want to be born again. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Come. Come from the back. Come from everywhere. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you are coming, come. I'm waiting for you. You lift up your hand. Come. God bless you. God bless you. to the Lord and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. This afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I am sorry of all my sins. I am sorry of all my mistakes. I repent 
of every one of it. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart as the Savior, the Lord, and the Master over my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Say, please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. From today, I belong to you. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.